I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the Panama Canal. So grab your sketchy treaty. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And, you know, this morning, something happened that has never happened before. It's never happened before. Which is shocking. I was I was relaying the story to Caroline just now, and I was like, it's really quite shocking that we've been doing, we've been recording episodes since like the fall of 2018. You tell me. I I, I think totally. that's when we started like laying down tracks, sure. as they say in the biz. LOL. And LOL. And, but like really in full swing, we started yeah. like doing, releasing the show January 2019. Yeah. Oh my Correct? gosh. This has never happened before. Yeah. 245 episodes. And we finally, we finally did it. Mm -hmm. So what happened was 
the way our workflow works is Arden sends me a Google Doc. And that Google Doc, unless she's surprising me for the day, but normally she sends me the Google Doc in advance of us recording. And it says what the episode's going to be about. And it's all the notes, just so I can have them a little in advance. So we're like, what? An hour, 30 minutes before mm-hmm. we're about to record, you send me this doc and I go, uh-oh, that feels familiar. <laughs> so I I had to look at our archives and sure mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. sure enough, we mm-hmm. had already done an episode. And I think it is so funny that the topic that we almost duplicated was... The Washington Monument. <laughs> I, it was so, because when I, when I started to do the notes, I was like, I can't believe we've never done this. And there was like, you know, a little, a little blip in mm-hmm. my brain. Yeah. Where I was like, maybe I should check. And then it like, you know, I thought like another thought crossed my mind totally. and that thought went away and I totally. was like, oh, whatever. And I did the notes and I was like. I can't believe we've never done this. This is really interesting. And oh my gosh, this is so and the pictures are great. And totally. I was like, oh my God. And so when you told me we had already done this. And and, and not like, only had we already done it, but we did it at this exact yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. Because it's when they completed the Washington Monument. Totally. Totally. Look. So it makes total sense. I know. <laughs> so all that to say. We were supposed to record this morning, and then we were like, "Uh uh-oh, we can't simply do two episodes on the Washington Monument. No. So we have pivoted beautifully to a totally different, totally Totally different, different no less important topic. No. It has, I think we all uh, have heard of it, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite presidents is involved. Sure. Which is sure. always great. Strong leader. Strong leader. So, of course, of course. Two, you know what? Say you it. know what? Two of your favorite presidents are involved. Oh, who's the other? Uh-huh. We'll find out. Uh-huh. Don't tell me. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. I swear oh, to God, if it's Woodrow Wilson, I'll think, be so pissed off. Well, well, enemy of the show is also involved. Okay. But two of your favorite presidents are involved. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready to see who it is. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we are talking about the Panama Canal today obviously which is such a crazy thing when you think about it that like this is something that's very significant in our american history when it Mm -hmm. has it is truly not on american soil it is not on american soil and yet we were very involved truly involved (laughs) this feels like a little meddling lol but here we are we were like Let's let's double dabble in in somebody else's country and totally this and sort great of efforts ex- to create. Yes, I mean it really was quite astonishing that they were able to do what they did. Totally, I mean, really, and a, and a great feat, and 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 quite efficient now to be able to just cross this little piece of land as opposed totally. to having to go all the way around. Totally, great job, great job, um, great job. No, no. So, so interesting. So interesting. Lots of lives lost, which yeah. we're going to talk about that. But um, but yes, it uh, because it started way back in, you know, late Hamanisha totally. years, it's definitely in the era of American meddling. 
So we're going to dive in. We're going to dive in and and I'm excited, number one, because it's my favorite president, number two, because I've been to Panama and it's- I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I went to Panama two years ago. It would have been pre-COVID. So, oh my God, was it 2019? Oh Oh my God, time is a social construct. I think it must have been. In February, I I believe of 2019, I went to Panama, two of my girlfriends- I do and remember this now. It was amazing. Shout out mm-hmm. to the country of Panama. People are sleeping on Panama. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful country, wonderful place. Loved my stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell a fun story that has to do with another favorite subject of ours at the end. It'll be Is it it'll about be pirates. Little, you know, I'm not going to say. Okay, I'm not going to say, but. Is it about the Alamo? No, okay. it's about pirates. Uh, okay. It's about Great. it's about my interaction with a pirate ship oh. in Panama. Oh. Amazing. So y'all y'all just this. stay tuned. I'll say it at the end. Okay, great. I love. So before we jump into the notes, do you want to talk about the sources for today? I would absolutely love. Hell yeah. We have our tried and true history.com and doing some mm. heavy lifting. Yum, yum, yum. Love her. Mm-hmm. The Embassy of Panama Ooh. telling us how the canal works. Totally. PBS. Yep. Love it. Yes. Love her. And the Department of State giving us some history about our meddling. Our meddling. <laughs> you dot S dot getting their grubby little hands in the cookie mm-hmm. jar of mm-hmm. another country's whole song and dance. Yeah. Love it. All right, well, let's start off with the basics, shall we? Let's start off with what in God's name is the Panama Canal? What is she? What is she? Why does she matter? Let's talk about it. So the Panama Canal was first developed following the failure of a French construction team in the 1880s when the United States commenced building a canal across a 50-mile stretch of the narrow Panama... (sighs) Isthmus? Isthmus, yeah. Isthmus? Oh, no. I know. It's really rude. It's really rude. I think it's isthmus. 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 It's it's a little lispy. Guys, that's not even my fault. That's that's literally taking- That's just the word. That is taking the fact that I have undiagnosed dyslexia and giving me a middle finger. Isthmus? Yeah, it's really mean. (laughs) Okay. It's really mean. Yeah. Stretching the narrow, narrow Panama Isthmus in 1904. So the French tried to do this, right? They tried to build a little a little canal across Panama, basically slicing it in half to get literally through it. They yep. failed. The U.S. came in and was like, we actually could do this. We could do this. A couple years later. And so in 1904, they did. Yeah. The project was helped by the elimination of disease-carrying mosquitoes. Good gracious. Mm-hmm. While the chief engineer, John Stevens, devised innovative techniques and spurred the crucial redesign from a sea level to a lock canal. His successor, Lieutenant Colonel George Washington. I can't even. I can't even. I didn't even plan that, you guys. Wait, don't we have a Gothel's Bridge? Do we? They're pr- probably. Don't we and have something Gothel's? Hold on. That name is so familiar. There is a bridge. It's Staten Island. Is it? It's it's the bridge to Staten Island and in between. Is it Jersey and Staten Island? Hold on. Yeah. It's so 
it's you know how you have the Verrazano from Brooklyn yeah. to Staten Island. Then if you yeah. wanted to like if you're coming from Brooklyn to Jersey, you would cross the Verrazano, you're in yeah. Staten Island, then you cross yeah. the Gothels Bridge into Jersey. Oh, I think I've actually gone one time when I was coming from Jersey trying to get I think to the east side for mm. whatever reason the way the traffic patterns were that day. The Google lady told me to take the Gothels Bridge mm -hmm. through Staten Island. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I mean, honestly, <laughs> other than like the tolls being ridiculously expensive yeah. going out or in whatever it is that you get charged for Staten Island, it actually is usually a quicker option. Yeah. Which is who crazy. goes through Staten Island to get to Jersey from Brooklyn? Yeah. 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 Um, so, Okay shout out so the successor for the original chief engineer lieutenant colonel george washington gothels stepped up excavation efforts of a stubborn mountain range and oversaw the building of the dams and locks opened in 1914 oversight of the world famous panama canal was transferred from the united states to panama in 1999 so you could say oh i don't know 85 years too late. <laughs> a really long time. A really long time to not have this country in which it resides in having Run control over it. Right. Isn't that in Aren't we insane? We're it's insane. insane. I, Imagine. I, I, I was Imagine. 14. You were, a, you were alive. I, I was, was alive. 14. And neither one of us. Like, my mother wasn't even born when this canal was built. Totally. I know. It's 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 one of those things where I'm like, hey, you dot s dot? Mm-hmm. This isn't really? your best look. No. This isn't your best look. This is why people don't like us. This is why people don't like us. This is why mm -hmm. this is why people don't like us. Yeah. Because because this is this is a little it's a little like um Almost a little, like uh, low-grade colonialism in a way. Sure, sure. Where it's it's a like little helicopter, helicopter parent. Yeah, where it's like, this is still my land too. And mm -hmm. everybody's like, but you're all the way over there. And right. they're like, no, yes, of course. But look, look, look at me. I'm, you know, here's the flag. <laughs> right, right, right. Here's, this, here's the coat of arms, you know, whatever right. it may be. It's so silly. It's so silly. So let's talk about how the canal works. And then we're going to talk about like why we got involved in the whole shebang and how, why we eventually, eventually decided to turn it back over to Panama. Because <laughs> it took a fucking long time. But totally. we'll talk about that. But let's talk about how it works. So the Panama Canal serves as a maritime shortcut that saves time and costs in transporting all kinds of goods. The 80 kilometer waterway communicates the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans in one of the narrowest points of the American continent. I love that. Yeah. It communicates the two oceans. <laughs> I mean... Pacific, meet Atlantic. Meet Atlantic. Pacific like long, likes long walks on the beach. Atlantic loves curling up with a good book. I think you, you two would really get along. Communicate. 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 <laughs> Shout out to the Embassy of Panama for their eloquent speech. I love it. Since its opening in 1914, more than one million ships from all over the world have transited the canal. The historic millionth mark was reached on September 4th, 2010, with the transit of the bulk carrier Fortune Plum. Cute. The Interoceanic Waterway, 
uses a system of locks with two lanes that operates as water elevators and raises the ships from sea level to the level of the Gatton Lake, 26 meters above sea level, to allow the crossing through the Continental Divide, and then lowers the ships to sea level on the other side of the isthmus. This is one of those things, if I may, where <laughs> you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that in 1904, mm-hmm. we managed to figure out how to mm-hmm. build an elevator in the yep. sea, but you can't get the Q train to run in Brooklyn <laughs> on the weekends. Oh, wait. What is I should have said this at the top. This is one of the um because we were doing this like series that's all spread oh, yeah, out. Yeah, it's one of like, like the modern wonders of the it's world. It's one or of the yeah, one yeah. of the seven uh, like American civil engineering wonders. Yeah. No, it's um, insane. It's insane. Yeah. Makes me so, so upset. So, so upset. I know. Like, we literally built in 1904 elevators in the sea to carry fucking huge huge ships. Huge. Huge ships loaded Titanics with cargo. up and down. Up Titanics and down. up and down. We're moving Titanics up and down in the sea and, and forward. We're moving them up and down and forward through to, to cross... From one ocean to the next. Crazy. And yet. And yet. And yet. And yet. yet. The New York City subway system is still (laughs) a goddamn mess today. You know what it is? We're just not applying ourselves. We're not applying ourselves. ourselves. And the wrong people are in leadership positions. Oh, my God. That's the problem. That's the problem. Oh, good gracious. The water used to raise and lower the vessels in each set of locks is obtained from the Gatton Lake by gravity and poured into the locks through a main culvert system that extends under the locks chamber from the side walls and the center wall. I love when it's like gravity. It's gravity. It's like when we talked about like all of the Apollo missions and all of the space stuff and yeah. they're slingshotting around. I mean, like, great. Let's use physics. Let's, Let's use, use physics. physics. Why, yes. why would we even try to fix what isn't broken? You know what's not mm-hmm. broken? Gravity. You know Gravity's what's keeping great. our asses on the ground? Mm-hmm. Say it with me, gravity. 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 Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why don't we just use that, let let that do the trick. We don't have to build shit. Mm-hmm. We just have to let gravity do the work. Let her do the work. Work to help. smarter, not harder. That's, that's the subtitle of this episode. There work smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. the Panama Canal. The Panama Canal. Do you know what? We're going to forget that later. I always forget what we what we title the episodes. <laughs> well, that's and when I like do- when I listen back and I'm editing it. I'm always like, oh shit, I gotta write this down somewhere. <laughs> okay. So I, I like, got what it. What did he say? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. All right, let's talk about why 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 we created this canal in the first place. To me, seems pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. This is a very nifty little shortcut we kind of snipped in the middle of the full literal right. Americas north and south. Right, because otherwise you're going around the whole, whole thing. continent. Circumventing, honey, circumventing. Yeah. We don't love it. We don't love it. The idea of creating a water passage across the Isthmus of Panama to link the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans dates back to at least the 1500s. After explorer Vasco Núñez de Balboa realized that a narrow strip of land separated the two oceans, King Charles I of Spain 
tapped his regional governor to survey a route along the Chagres River. The realization of such a route across the mountainous tropical terrain was deemed impossible at the time, although the idea remained tantalizing as a potential shortcut to Europe to Eastern Asia. The only other route was to sail around South America via the stormy, unpredictable Strait of Magellan, or use the Panama Railroad to transfer goods and people from one ocean to another. So let's bring it back. 1500s. The Spanish are freaking everywhere. They're everywhere. They are up there, north, east, south, and west, exploring, conquering, pillaging, colonizing the bejesus out of North and South Americas, going nuts. And they're like, oh, oh me, oh my, on my dream board, mm-hmm. it would be to not have to take the long way around South America. Oh my America. God, could we not go all the way could down we there not? just to come back up? My Don't Lord. love it. Don't no, love it. This is terrible. And and sweet Vasco is like, oh, there's a little, oh, if only, if only I could so squeeze tiny. my shit through this little thing. That would be awesome. It'd be awesome. And they're just like, ah, put a pen in it. Put a pen mm-hmm. in it. We'll see mm-hmm. what we can do. It's not it's not going to happen right now, but like I hear your concerns. Right. Hear your concerns. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, right. you can go around or you can load up all your shit on a railroad and then I guess like put it in another ship on the other side. Like I guess that's what they were imagine? doing. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. No, thank you. No. No, thank you. No. Also, I mean, like, railroad had to be, like, much later in history, too. So I bet from oh, yes. 1500s to, you know, turn of the century. They're just going all the go way ahead. down in, like, sailboats. In in Conquistador. Yes. Whatever the Conquistadors used to. Yes, the, yes. the Nina to the Pinta the Santa Maria. <laughs> yes. All the way around South America. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. No, I don't. I don't. Very glad I didn't live during those times. It totally hello burned at the stake. No. <laughs> so that was Sp- that was Spain's little forte mm-hmm. with it in the 1500s. They were like, "Ooh, bright idea." I could see I could see this somebody I could see this working out at some point for uh-huh. someone. At some point. Mm-hmm. France, our other colonial uh brethren in this time period, mm-hmm. was ultimately the first country to attempt the task. Led by Count Ferdinand de Lesseps, the builder of the Suez Canal in Egypt, the construction team broke ground on a planned sea-level canal in 1880. So Ferdinand de Lesseps, hopefully relation to the Countess de Lesseps from Real Housewives of New York. Oh, um, I was like... <laughs> follow him. Go with Who's me. This? I bet honestly, oh. I bet I bet there's a direct relation there. There's gotta be. I mean, yeah. that's so a rare Ferdinand, family name. The count is like, look, I did this in Egypt. I did this with the Suez. Mm-hmm. Let me handle Panama. I can do this. I can, I can do, do this. Panama. I'll build I'll build you a canal, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. The French quickly comprehended the monumental challenge ahead of them. Along with the incessant rains that caused heavy landslides, there was no effective means for combating the spread of yellow fever and malaria. Now, this is so interesting, right? Because yes. often when we talk about the hazards of the jobs and the monuments and structures that we've talked about, it's always been like falling, 
or getting crushed getting crushed or just like hazards tools hazards of the job of yes, the jobs construction related oh things that osha now tries to prevent totally right? but construction this, workplace related issues yeah. not Mosquito-carrying disease. Not Mother Nature at its Not worst. Not Mother Nature. Right. Very interesting. Right. De La Seps belatedly realized that a sea-level canal was too difficult and reorganized efforts towards a lock canal, but funding was pulled from the project in 1888. The French were like, ah, three strikes, you're out. We're not doing this. No. We're not doing this. too pricey. Too much malaria. Yeah. Like, now you're talking about a lock? Like, what the f- Absolutely. Yeah. Sacre bleu. Absolutely Sacre bleu. not. It's too much money. No. It's too we much money. Absolutely frogs. not. We got other things no. to worry about. Other no. other places we need to be mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So. They did not have the time and the energy. They got a capital F for failure on trying to build a Panama Canal. Yes. So, let's talk about the entry of the United States into the building <laughs> of the canal. Interstage right, U.S. dot. The United States acquired the rights to build and operate the Panama Canal during the first years of the 20th century. The Hay Haran Treaty, negotiated with the nation of Colombia in 1903, allowed the United States rights to the land surrounding the planned canal. The Colombian Senate refused to ratify the treaty, but Panama was in the process of seceding from Colombia. Enter Teddy Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. President Theodore Roosevelt therefore supported the cause of the Panamanian independence with the canal in mind. Hell yeah, like, Teddy. Forward thinking. Forward thinking. Oh, uh-huh. Talk about a classic politician move. He's like, oh, yeah. all right, come get a little closer, a little closer. This is what we're going to do. Forget Colombia. Forget the whole mm-hmm. Colombian treaty. Mm-hmm. Let's get these Panamanians separate from old mom over there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be making our move. Then we'll make the move. Then, then we'll build the canal. Move. Let's seal this place build out. Build you the canal. Yeah. 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 That's it. His support paid off. And on November 18th, 1903, the United States signed the Hay Bunau Varia Treaty, establishing permanent U.S. rights to a Panama Canal zone that stretched across the isthmus. I mean. That just is crazy. Like, we have no. I mean, that's that's the benefit of like. Like, we're paying for it and we're doing it, so we get it for forever. Well, yeah. I mean, this is – Panama just became a country. I bet what they got in return was, like, what every new country hopes to have – like, the support of the United States and probably, I would assume, like – some sort of protection against Colombia, like yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. We, like sure, we'll take care of you and make sure that you like yes. become an independent country. Not to paint yes. us in like a heroic sense, obviously. This no, was no, a like we're, we're getting a manipulation lot of, of the scenario. But yes. I can see why a new country would do something as crazy as this to ensure the, their future. Yes. Philippe Jean Bonneau-Varia, the Panamanian representative, entered negotiations without formal consent from the Panamanian government. (laughs) Great. Love. And had not lived in Panama for 17 years. So he's doing this all on behalf of the new Panamanian government. Who doesn't know that he's doing it? He doesn't, who doesn't really, yeah, like he's. Who is this guy? (laughs) He just like, knock on the door. Hello, I'm here. Hi, I Teddy. Mean, Would love to negotiate with you. Shout out to Teddy Roosevelt, who's like, this guy's from Panama. We'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. Yeah. 
Sounds good. That's all, all ludicrous. Of these, this whole section of notes, by the way, is coming from the Department of State, which totally. I absolutely love. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's the office of the historian at the Department of State who I'm loving that they're owning up to the fact of like, yeah, we did this. We didn't know this guy. He just. Just some guy. Just some, some guy. guy. And yeah, we did it. Seemingly not grasping the lessons from the French effort, yes. Americans devised plans for a sea-level canal along the roughly 50-mile stretch from Cologne to Panama City. We're not the brightest. No. We didn't learn. No. We didn't listen to the French. No, of course. No. The project officially commenced with a dedication ceremony on May 4th, 1904, but Chief Engineer John Wallace encountered immediate problems. Surprise. Totally. Much of the French equipment was in need of repair, while the spread of yellow fever and malaria was frightening off the workforce. Yeah. Uh-huh. Under pressure to keep construction moving forward, Wallace instead resigned after a year. So he's like... He's, he's like, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's like, I, yes, the French realized that they couldn't do the sea level thing. They wanted to do this other thing. I don't like that plan. I'm going to do the plan that they decided was not doable. Yes. Everybody seems to be dying of these weird diseases. There's nobody to do the work. I'm out. Yeah. Also, <laughs> may I highlight that they're using the French equipment from 20 yes. years ago? Hey, yep. guys, let's all go to Home Depot and get some new tools. New tools. At the, at the bare minimum. Yes. If we are going to insist on doing the plan that we already know doesn't work, let's at least try it with a fresh set of tools, my guys. Something. Something. Nothing. Let's let's give us give ourselves a chance. Give ourselves give ourselves a fighting. We basically chance. stole we stole the land, stole the land, stole the ideas, stole the equipment, and we're right. like, why isn't this working out? <laughs> <laughs> why is nothing going right? This doesn't make any sense. I really I really thought that if we just did exactly what the French did and used exactly the materials that they use, that surely. Because we are the United States, mm -hmm. success would have rained down upon us in spades. Yes. I don't understand. My, my, my. So strange. Enter a railroad specialist <laughs> named John Stevens, who took over as chief engineer in July of 1905 and immediately addressed the workforce issues by recruiting West Indian labors. Oh, boy. Also, shout out to this guy who is working on railroads being like, right. let me I handle the canal. <laughs> <laughs> Land, water, it is all the same. You know what? The, a canal, when you think about it, is a railroad of the sea. Mm -hmm. Is it not? Mm -hmm. So I'll be taking over the Panama Canal construction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> shout out to John. Shout out to John. Stevens ordered new equipment. Thank God. Okay, great. Thank God. Okay, great. One step above. Perfect. Great. And devised efficient methods to speed up work, such as the use of a swinging boom to lift chunks of railroad track and adjust the train route for carting away evacuated material. Great. Okay. He also quickly recognized the difficulties posed by landslides and convinced Roosevelt that a lock canal was best for the terrain. <laughs> great. We've gone back in time to what the French had already figured out. Yep. And he's like, I have a grand plan. You're never going to believe it's this. It's the French plan. Hear me out. A lock canal. Don't know why nobody has proposed this, has not proposed this yet. I know the French were here and they may have said it first, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it better and say lock canal. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah John. Yeah. Bunch of Johns. Yeah. John, John, John. I don't know where the goat is, but I think we need a goat. Honestly, the goat's situation. like, the goat is the goat is in Spain being like, I'm so glad we didn't take this on. <laughs> yeah. The goat's like, thank, thank you for not involving thank me. Thank you for not involving in me. Uh, thank you for leaving call me, me at when home. it's done, actually. Yeah. The project was helped immensely by Chief Sanitary Officer Dr. William Gorgas, who believed that mosquitoes carried the deadly diseases indigenous to the area. So, of course, even though we have, we, even though we went to Home Depot and we have the new equipment, even yes. though we came to the big conclusion that already was concluded that it needs to be a lock canal, we still have this pesky little issue yes. that everybody's dying of yellow fever and malaria. Yes. Enter Dr. William Gorgas, who's like, yes. hey, I think it's the bugs. I think it's the bugs. Shout out. Yeah. Gorgas embarked on a mission to wipe out the carriers, his team painstakingly fumigating homes and cleansing pools of water. So big, big bug spray for I the mean, old Panama area. Again, in 1905. 1905, I know. Like, what did they, I didn't even know they had a fumigating, fumigating. Yeah. Then, like, you, what were they using? You mean to tell me, <laughs> you mean to tell me that in 1905, we, f- we fumigated mosquitoes out of the literal country of Panama, but when we had the invasion of those little bugs here in New York City, they were just like, ah, step on them if you see them. Good luck. <laughs> It's out of control. It's out of control. Do your part. Step on them. Ah. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Absolutely not. And now this is crazy to kind of conclude the mosquito element of this whole equation. Yeah. The last reported case of yellow fever on the isthmus came in November 1905, while malaria cases dropped precipitously over the following decade. So this guy freaking solved. Not only an issue yeah. just for the building of the Panama Canal, but like, give give this guy a key to the city, Jesus Christ! Oh, like yeah. he saved he have, millions of lives. He would have like a, a the Nobel Prize or yeah. whatever, you know, medical like what in, insert name of many prizes here. Yeah, he was just yeah. like, hey, first of all, this and you know, this is where you you get you have hope in science, right? Where it's yes. like just a dude figuring out an issue, the solution, yep. and executing it flawlessly. And and thank God we had that kind of one victory like that in this Panama Canal saga, because as of right now, we're not really doing we're not, great. We're coming up short. No, yes. we're coming up short. And thank God we did something that it was, you know, like a whole, like wholly a good for the people. Totally. totally. Like I don't see any negative in, in curing the area of malaria and yellow fever. No. So no. I feel like that's a good that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although construction was on track when President Roosevelt visited the area in November of 1906, the project suffered a setback when Stevens suddenly resigned a few months later. So so our in- chief engineer number two is now resigned. We had John yes. Wallace, who really just did nothing but what the French did. Stevens, yes. who at least figured out what the French already figured out, which is that it needs to be a lock. And here's some new shiny equipment from Home Depot. Right. And so now we need number three. So incensed, Roosevelt named Army Corp engineer Lieutenant Colonel George Washington Gothel, shout out to Staten Island, as the new chief engineer 
granting him authority over virtually all administrative matters in the building zone. So he says, hey, Gothels, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Hands it over to him. Gothels proved a no-nonsense commander by squashing a work strike after taking charge, but he also oversaw the addition of facilities to improve the quality of life for the workers and their families. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Construction of the locks began with the pouring of concrete at Gutten in August 1909, built in pairs with each chamber measuring 110 feet wide by 1,000 feet long. Yeah, very big. Woo! Big but thin. Yeah. The locks were embedded with culverts that leveraged gravity to raise and lower water levels. Ultimately, the three locks along the canal route lifted ships 85 feet above sea level to man-made Gatton Lake in the middle. Hollow, buoyant lock gates were also built, varying in height from 47 to 82 feet. And the entire enterprise was powered by electricity and run through a control board. So this is modern. This is modern machinery. Yeah. Yeah. This is modern machinery. This is modern physics. Mm-hmm. This is, this is science, like, it's it's environmental, it's electrical, it's all of these things. All, all these problems these we had to solve, and we yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Which is very wholesome of us. Very, very good. We're making progress. Making We're making progress. progress. So, as we know, they completed the canal because we use it, and we handed it over to Panama. So, the Panama Canal officially opened on August 15th, 1914. Although the planned grand ceremony was downgraded due to the outbreak of World War One, Makes sense. Of course, makes sense. Completed at a cost of more than $350 million, it was the most expensive construction project in U.S. history to that point. I mean, yes, we yeah. literally... After everything we just did? Built gracious. a thing to move ships from one ocean to another. That is insane. And eradicating a whole species of bugs? like Right. What? That costs, I mean, yes. that costs, costs money. a lot of money. Altogether, some 3.4 million cubic meters of concrete went into building the locks, and nearly 240 million cubic yards of rock and dirt were excavated during the American construction phase. Many people, however, died during the building of the Panama Canal. Sure. Don't doubt it. Of the 56,000 workers employed between 1904 and 1913, roughly 5,600 were reportedly killed though the actual number is probably much higher since the French only recorded deaths that occurred in hospital. Mm, Yeah. As the 20th century progressed, tension between the United States and Panama over U.S. control of the canal grew. Yeah, so Panama has, like, really finding its legs. Mm -hmm. It's a a full-ass country. And they're they're rightly so being like, um, what are you doing in my house? Can you go now? What are you doing in my house? Get out of my house. Mm-hmm. Go away. You don't just get a room in my house. No. Like, thank you, but now we're good. Yeah. In 1964, a riot between U.S. residents and Panamanians sparked over the right to fly the Panamanian flag in the canal zone, led to a brief interruption of diplomatic relations between the two countries. Within months, ties were reestablished and both sides recognized the importance of negotiating a new agreement concerning the canal. Yeah. 
I mean, the you like this. They they talked to some guy, got him Mm -hmm. to sign off, and the Panamanian government was like, "Oh my god, they're a new country. There's so much to deal with. They're like, I Mm -hmm. can't even what." Yeah. But now they're older. Now they're wiser, and they're like, "Hey, enough is enough. Get out of my house." This was also 50 years ago, and they're like, "Yeah, Yeah. it's time to renegotiate." No, thank you. Hi. Also, this is our country. We're going to fly our flag. Like, yes, you built this. Thank you very much. Yeah. But this is our country. It's literally it's literally located in, in Panama, Panama City. <laughs> and it's called the Panama Canal. It's I mean, not hello. called the United States Canal in Panama. No, thank you. The transition to local oversight began with a 1977 treaty signed by, obviously, I should have guessed, uh-huh. U.S. President, best friend of the show, Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. and Panama leader Omar Torrijos, with the Panama Canal Authority assuming full control on December 31st, 1999. So that's, I mean, it's still a 20-year transition, which yeah, is crazy. that's insane. Insane. Recognized by the American Society of Civil Engineers as one of the seven wonders of the modern world in 1994... The canal hosted its one millionth passing ship in September 2010, like we said at the top. The United States continues to be the heaviest user of the Panama Canal. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. 66% of the canal's cargo traffic began or ended its journey at a U.S. port, while cargo from or to China makes up 13% of its traffic, according to a 2019 data, just to show the vast difference, because these are the yes. two leading countries of import and export mm-hmm. by far, and the United States is really using it. Yeah. Really using it. Heavy user of the Panama Heavy Canal. user. And now it's time for my fun little story. I'll make this brief. Oh my God, tell. So I was in Panama with my two girlfriends. We're having a good time. And we were at a bo- like a local hostel slash bar on this little island off the coast of Panama. And while we were there having drinks, good time, good vibes, a lot of a lot of young people, you know, this guy comes up to us and is like, "Hey, I run this hostel, and I know a friend who's having a party." on a pirate ship that they just acquired and sailed from, like, somewhere in South America up the coast to Panama and is now docked just slightly out in the water, would you guys want to come to the big party? Oh, my God. I'm so scared. And the important thing to note is that this this man's name was also Sebastian. Great. Which is just the craziest name I've ever encountered in real life. And so... Me and my two girlfriends look at each other and we're like, and mind you, we're what, 20, we're in our mid-20s. We're dumb as a rock. We go, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 100% oh, we'd like to go to your pirate ship out in the water at night. And so he's like, oh cool. My God. I've got other, like, I've got a group of friends going. And to be fair, he did. It was like, like, boys and girls, like, there was maybe eight of us total so it didn't feel sketchy, but on the boat ride out to sea in the dark, we were like, huh. I just remember being like, this really could be the end, if you think about it. Oh this is not this is not my my brightest, smartest move I've ever made no. in my life. No. This is I'm normally my street smarts are normally better. But crazy enough, 
everything that he said to us turned out to be completely true. In the middle of some like little enclave is this giant pirate ship. Oh my God. That we board and that there's this raging party on. Holy shit. They've made a like a makeshift bar. There's a woman eating fire and like doing fire <laughs> dancing, which again, in retrospect, on a wooden ass ship. Oh my God. Seems really dumb. But I spent several hours aboard this ship off the coast of a remote island in Panama somehow not getting murdered, killed, strangled, or anything. A god blessing. And even crazier, once we were done, we called the local dude who brought us there, not Sebastian, some random dude, and was like, hey, will you take us back to the remote island? And he was like, totally. And he did. Oh and in God. no way, shape, or form was I ever in any danger. But I remember oh when we got God. home, we got back to where we were staying, we were just kind of reflecting on it, and we are like, what the fuck did we just do? Oh, my that God. That was the dumbest, the dumbest thing I've ever done. If my child ever does something like that, I'll be like, first of all, you're grounded until you're 35 years old. Uh-huh. That was so uh-huh. stupid. But also, how crazy that this guy named Sebastian did end up having a hookup to a pirate-ass-looking ship off the coast of that Panama. Is- that is amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. That is amazing. It's been like four hours on this pirate ship at night. That's, that's, a, that's wild. Wild. That is an absolute – I love that like story. Like a hundred people. It's crazy. I also um, was at a – was on an island off the coast of – it's a, it's part of Ohio. Um, <laughs> an island off the coast of Ohio. Totally. Part of Ohio. And um, I was uh, partying on this island with a friend of mine who we were drinking – and we met these dudes and they were like, hey, we have a boat. Mm-hmm. Would you like to come on our boat? Mm-hmm. And my drunk friend said, yes, I would love to come on your boat. And I was like, no, we're not going, not going on, on a boat. boat with these drunk men. Yeah. That sounds dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. But my drunk friend followed them. And I was like, my Lord, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And I will be the last person who has seen my drunk friend. Yeah. So I followed her. We go over to this dock. These dudes are drunk. They're also telling us they're firefighters. Ah. They're whatever. Totally. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. So we're standing on the dock. They're in the boat, the dudes. And I'm like, friend, come with me. We need to leave. I'm trying to coax her. She's drunk. I'm sobering up as as I'm speaking because the gravity of the situation is hitting me. Totally. So I'm sobering up as we go. Also, the same time period, like like in my mid twenties. Yeah. Dumb as you know, you're dumb dumb as a rock. rock. Dumb Dumb as a rock. So I'm sobering up as I'm talking to her. I'm like, friend, we need to go. She's like, they're fine. It's fine. It's gonna be fun. No, no, we're going to die. Mm -hmm. She hops in the boat, and I'm like, uh oh. Okay. Okay, what are we doing? I get in the boat because I'm like, I can't let her go alone. Mm-hmm. She's taking off her shoes. Her purse is flying. Boop, boop, boop. All, like, she's making herself at home. He starts the boat. I fly off the boat. I li- literally leapt. I don't even know how my feet, my feet never touched ground. I was suddenly from the boat onto the dock. Mm-hmm. 
And I was pulling her and I was like, friend, come on, we're going, we're going. And she's like, no, we're, we're staying. Come on, it's going to mm. be fun. And I was like, I am leaving. We are leaving right now. Mm-hmm. And I pulled her up and we walked away and that boat went off. And I was like, I could have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We probably would have died. Yeah. Because if they hadn't have raped and murdered us. Right. No, totally. They, they, they were drunk. We could have gotten in a boat accident. Yeah. It was one of those moments where I was like, I think I cheated death. Yeah. I 100% think I cheated death. The only thing that I think gave us any peace of mind was the fact that there was like a small group of us. I think had it just been like the three of us and like one guy, like that dynamic is felt like would have felt probably very no thank you. But because there were like other people and also more Uh specifically other girls. Yes. I guess in my mind it didn't trigger. Although in retrospect, I'm like, no, it's still sketch. Like, you know. We don't know where we're going. We don't know, you know, like. Like in a foreign country. In a foreign country, don't speak the language. Like, God help us. So all that to say, if a guy named Sebastian approaches you and is like, do you want to go on my pirate ship? Make sure it's daylight and get your own boat and, and, you know, don't just be smart. Okay. Be smart. And if. And if drunk dudes offer to take you on a boat ride late at night when you're already wasted, please don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. And even if you know the people, if somebody's drinking and boating, no. That is so – it's so dangerous. People think that like, oh, well, there's nothing on the – wall. it's like you can – a boating accident is so Mm -hmm. horrific. Yeah. You should not – you should never be in a boat with somebody who's intoxicated at the helm. Okay, girls? Never. Never a good idea. Never a good idea. No. So with that said. That is our episode on the Panama Canal. <laughs> and if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. <laughs>